Hey, security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. This is going to be a fun day. We are hacking resumes live. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. I have a baby with me today because it's just one of those types of days. And we are going to go down the list. Our first person, first of all, we are going to start with James. Let's go to James next. Hey, good morning. It's Wednesday. Last Wednesday of 2020. Enjoy it. Take it in. Next Wednesday will be a brand new year. It's exciting. Very exciting. Naomi Buckwalter, the person that pulled us all together. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. I know it was last minute, so apologies for that late request, but it was literally last yesterday where everything came together. So thanks for being here. I know. This is awesome. This all happens so quickly. So quick. Uh, Renana. Hey, everyone. So happy to be here today and review some awesome resumes and help people win the best job they can in 2021. Ooh, super excited to have you here. Chris Folon. What up? Happy to be here. We have the crew. We have Renana. Everybody is rushing, so we got to make sure we get this started. And Christy, our first guest, our first resume. Hey, Christy. Hey. Go ahead, introduce yourself. I'm Christy. <laughs> um, I just graduated from a cybersecurity program. So this is putting out resumes out there and trying to get into cybersecurity. And I figured I could use the help. Excellent. So... We have this cool team here to pretty much review your resume all, uh, all online and all live. So let's do it. Who wants to jump in? I'll jump in. Um, the only thing that I would say with regards to your certs, I, I personally wouldn't put the years there. Um, I, I would just take it off. You got the cert, you own it. Um, it's, because it just highlights you as a noob. Um, you can leave your education with the dates because that's the dates that you studied. Um, but I personally would um, take the years off from the certs. Um, okay. I mean, unless you've been in the industry like a really long time and you wanna put, you had it since, um, but it, it being so new, I, I, I would drop it. That quick thing from just uh, seeing what's on the screen. So Renana here, I'll, I'll jump in next. Um, you know, as, as I look at your resume, obviously you're still getting into cyber, you're still trying to gain a lot of, of knowledge and experience. And so I would consider moving the software tools up um, next to your education. And one really nice hack that I've seen people do uh, for the last couple of months, they have different training sites online. For example, try Hack Me which I've personally been using with my 17-year-old uh, niece. So what you can do is put a link to your profile and show how you gained experience, hands-on experience, which is something people normally don't know how to get and they hope they will get it through their first job. So if you open a, a profile in that website and you can attach the link to your profile, it will help people know that not only you have these theoretical knowledge, but you also have the hands-on experience that they're seeking. I would also, I mean, 
um, include other experience? Um, is there a second page to this that um, includes other experience? Um, so some of these past projects or past work experience highlight the security. Um, I feel even though you're a noob, you're putting too much emphasis on the new education um, on the first page of the resume. Um, as a hiring manager, I look for two things, um, potential and results. Um, so I want to see your experience as well as what I'm likely to get from you in the first page. Um, so too much emphasis on the skills and the education makes it really come off like you have no work experience and um, it looks like you already have some work experience and what you can do is highlight how some of your work experience has that security um, alignment. So um, as a TSA officer, um, you have uh, social engineering skills because you ha you've had to interview people and talk to them and find things like that. Um, you might have budgeting skills from uh, your, your massage therapist or your hair studio, um, some of those other thing, uh, jobs that you've done. So as a manager, I want to see other ways that you can um, bring experience to the team um, in addition to your technical skills. So highlighting some of those ways and some of the results that you've brought in those areas will help bring you in as a well-rounded candidate versus someone that is just new to the area and doesn't have um, any other skills that they can bring to the table. Okay. James? Any other comments? I am uh, gonna wait for Naomi. Oh, me, okay. Uh, well, part of being a security professional is finding creative solutions to saying yes to something instead of being the department of no. So we always like to say, uh, how are we gonna help you instead of no, we're not gonna help you. So I like the fact that your resume now includes other work history that's not strictly technical. And I, I wanna suggest something where you can actually put make a creative statement about yourself. And just like how Chris said, how you can find bits from that job, even though it was non-technical and see mm -hmm. what about that job you can fit into a role of a security professional, like budgeting or renegotiating contracts, um, being organized and diligent for certain things, like all of that helps. And if you can showcase that, finding a creative way to do that and put it on your resume, that will really help make it shine. Awesome, uh, thank you. Um, Chris, the one thing is you're an entrepreneur. When you put self-employed, I, I mean, you're an entrepreneur. You spent 11 years of your life doing your own thing and being your own boss. And you downplay that. And I think that's a great asset that a lot of hiring managers look for. And it's something that you should have up front and, and, and top, which is about your personality. And even in the green room before we went live, your personality was shining through and let that shine through this document. Um, let that be who you are. Agreed. You, you can even lump um, all the, the entrepreneur experience together mm -hmm. with your different titles. Um, so it looks like a solid lump. Okay. Um, and while it's been in slightly different fields, um, you can bring them together under one heading. Okay, awesome, thank you. Uh, there was a comment that I saw here that I would definitely echo, uh, which is, 
Aaron says here, I would recommend formatting the knowledge area into two column format and limit to eight or nine. Um, I don't know if I necessarily say limit it, but definitely you want to condense the uh, top part of the first page of the resume and all of that knowledge area stuff. I would put, I, quite frankly, I would put that all at the bottom. And I'm not sure if everyone else said, um, made these comments before. Um, there are a couple of things that, that um, when, uh, from a recruiting perspective, when we're looking at resumes, the things that, that jump out at us is the experience. So to everyone else's point, James and, and Chris said this and Renana said this, I believe, making sure that that experience is like right up front is really, really important and on the first page. So showcasing that, to James's point, showcasing the, um, the entrepreneurial skills, the Department of Homeland Security, that is big, you know, bringing that up top. Um, and then um, to Chris's point, condensing the other things, but I would flip the, I would put the experience, um, maybe the degree, some, some, some projects. So any self-directed projects that you're doing that are related to, oh, you have the projects there. Okay, perfect. But bring those up to the first page. We want to see that stuff on the first page so we can see what you're doing um, mm -hmm. quickly before having to, because sometimes like even getting down to the bottom of a one page resume or getting to like page two and the bottom of page two, you, you've lost the person already. <laughs> Yeah, what's the statistic? Like we spend 30 seconds per resume or something like that. It's something so fast. Yeah, it's, we're it's skipping ridiculously unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, way fast. Okay, so tons of comments here. Um, I'm gonna make some quick comments because I know we wanna kept we wanna make sure we get Renana's time and we have Chris's time, and I know they only have about five or seven minutes left. Um and we've got like eight more people backstage. <laughs> yeah, and tons of people. I mean, we'll be here longer, but they have we'll to go. go. We'll go, yeah. yeah. They have to go. We'll be here. Uh, okay, so is that experience? Somebody asked, is experience going that far back, going back that far needed? So I would say yes, because of the Department of Homeland Security. I think that is to have that experience from back then is very important in this space. Um, and then the network support engineer experience, well, that's recent. But yes, I, I would I would definitely um I would bring that to the to the forefront somehow and kind of highlight that you were there. Maybe even in the summary saying prior department of you know DHS, like anytime people see that, they you know pay attention. Um, okay, cool. So any other questions, Christy? No, that was it. Thank you very much. Okay, great. Oh, Sarah adds one more thing here. Rather than knowledge areas, why not use the competencies, which is a collection of knowledge, skills, and abilities, and where the new competencies outlined by NICE in conjunction with the cybersecurity workforce framework. Sarah, you need to be on here, girl. That was nice. That was a good comment. <laughs> she yeah. needs to be on the show. Map it to NICE. That's very Map good. Map it to NICE. Map it to something, yeah. Okay, like Christy, any questions? No, that was it. Thank you guys for the uh, information. Thank You're you. Welcome. All right, next up is Dip. Dip, come on in. Hey, Dip. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. I'm going to bring you up here. Hey, Dip, while um, uh, Naomi brings up that screen, you want to give a 30-second intro? Sure. Yeah, um, yourself. 
So my name is Deep. I'm a recent college graduate in 2019 with my bachelor's in information technology minor in cybersecurity. I'm currently working as a desktop support analyst for the past two years with uh, Interpublic Group, and I'm currently looking to career growth myself into cybersecurity. Sorry, I got uh, awesome. multiple screens going on here. My bad. Uh, boom, here we go. Dip, dip. Okay, oh, so goodness. comments. How about content for the algo since so many resumes get filtered by the machines before a human sees it in the so-called talent management system? Content for the algorithms? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say highlight keywords within a job description. Um, either you find keywords in the one job description for the one company that you're uh, interviewing for, or you find keywords from six or seven, as Renee always used to say, um, that are all similar. That way it's more broadly aligned to the, the industry at large. Yep, totally. All right, we're ready for, ready for dip. Who wants to go first? I think Renata should go first since uh, we've got her for a limited period of time. Thank you, appreciate it. I'm, I'm still reviewing the resume here. So I, I don't see a summary section here. No. Trying to hide his address. <laughs> so it's, maybe not, it's not there. First like recommendation here, you're trying to get into cybersecurity. What, what position are you going after? How would you, you leverage your experience in that position? Um, are you taking any classes? Are you doing any outside activities that are related and will help you make the transition successful? Because it looks like you have a lot of experience here from, from the last couple of years in IT, but how do you translate that experience to cyber? And uh, yeah. along those same lines, um, you list things that you've done, um, find ways to show results. So. Did you complete a project? Did you make something more efficient? Did you get results above and beyond your other colleagues? Like what would make you special over someone that done that has done these same things? Like why would we choose you over someone else? Yeah, a common method is called the STAR method, S-T-A-R, situation or task, action and results. So you're basically writing a sentence for each bullet about what the situation was, what you did, and what the result was, hopefully in a measurable way. So if you can show a percentage increase, a percentage decrease, money saved, something like that, that actually shows up really well here. Yeah, um, I've got nothing to add. I think y'all nailed it on the head. Can I, the can I see the bottom yes. of the resume? Yes. Okay, so we got the skills. Um, the other thing, highlight anything security related within your IT roles. Um, there, there's a lot of things that could be tweaked just very slightly to have a more security hint to it, rather than like upgrading workstations. Um, it could be like, did you were you involved in any hardening? Um, were you in, involved in any security assessments? Anything like that? Um, include those as well. I, I, I second um, Renana's point about the summary, and I would add in, in addition to that, making sure that your, your related coursework is on here. I don't see that anywhere. So is that on here? 
have you have you done any dip have you done any capture the flags or have you been to any like b-sides events or anything like that where it was a little bit more hands-on cyber stuff uh no i have not okay okay you want to do that yeah you, yeah, you want you want to kind of add those in there. If you attend the B sides or you're a member of a of any cyber organization, even if it's something within your university or or, or school, mm-hmm. um, put that on there. Um, if you are a treasurer um, of your cultural club, you know you probably have to deal with a little bit of security there and 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 some stuff. So you know, think think kind of along those lines. I mean, I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't have just one CV. Like when I speak to veterans, I tell veterans, like, if you're going to go and apply for the defense industrial complex, they understand military lingo. So keep your CV with military lingo because that's going to resonate more. But then you got to have a civilian CV that's more uh, attributed to the uh, basic uh, uh, private sector job. And you should have a CV for every role. So if you're trying out for an analyst, you should have a CV that's you know, tailored around you being an analyst. And if you're also trying simultaneously for another role, um, then you should have a CV that that's tailored to that role. Like I think people get stuck with one document and go, I send it 30,000 times. It's the law of big numbers. But sometimes if you just, you know, kind of tailor your approach a little bit and spend an extra hour um, and tailor your CV to the role you want and have it there, you'll be able to, you don't need to send it 30,000 times to get your opportunity. So you, you touch on a, such an important point here. You don't have experience in cyber? Gain that experience. Sign up for a local club, online group. Like Contribute to the community in any way possible like we're doing here today. Get yourself out there and put it on your resume. So dip two things. James, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you for dips purposes <laughs> since we like to battle on this show. Um, I disagree with that. I think that you can collectively, especially as a junior, as a person who's new to the industry, most of these roles are going to be relatively entry-level analysts. And for somebody like DIP, for veterans, absolutely have multiple different, you know, different types of resumes. For someone like DIP, I would would say what Chris had um, mentioned earlier, take six or seven job descriptions or a bunch of job descriptions. After a while, you will see that they all kind of look the same when it comes to analyst roles and like intern roles. And so you can tailor your resume by kind of what I used to do, like pre, you know, I would highlight, I would pull all the roles up. I would highlight the different words over and over and over again. When you see stuff over and over and over again, that means it's important and put it in your resume if you've done it. And I would double down on taking your related coursework because that's going to show what you're doing in security and putting that, creating a related coursework section, putting it towards the top, minimizing some of the stuff that you're doing at the top. The the desktop support, like, you know, it's it's kind of two almost the same exact roles. So we don't need as much as many bullets. I would kind of crunch these bullets together, make each one maybe maybe cane, cane's technician role. I would probably make that two to three bullets. The, the interpublic role, make that another two to three bullets. But I would I would have my whole top of my resume would be related coursework, related projects, everything related to cybersecurity stuff so that Naomi and Renana and James, when they see it immediately pops that you're a cybersecurity, you're a budding cybersecurity person. That would be my recommendation. Okay. Any questions? Anybody else? I have one last thing. He does speak multiple languages. I would like to just see which languages those are, and that really helps 
So I, you can speak multiple. It's amazing. Not a lot of people can. So if you can just put in what those languages are, that really helps. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. That's Agreed. it. Um, some really good comments on it. Renana, when are you, when are you hopping off? I know Chris has to go. Yep. I have to go as well. Okay, Renana, Bye, Chris. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye, you so much, Chris. Bye. Renana. Bye. Sorry. It could have been longer. I know. <laughs> Thank you guys. Such we'll still be here though. Um, okay. So let's see here. There's some really, really good comments in here and I want to make oh. sure I'm capturing some. Um, Sarah is saying some in here. Let's see what else we got going on. Um, I am going to remove. Okay. Sarah is talking about the NICE framework a lot. Uh, NICE has several Framework, she was referencing the NICE Cybersecurity Workforce Framework SP800-181. So, you know, guys take notes of that. Um, there were a couple other comments in here, just in general, using more impactful action verbs instead of using responsible for, things like that. I think that's important for sure. Um, Paul wanted to know, how much time does the average recruiter spend reviewing a resume? <laughs> Yeah, Renee, how much time do you spend on these? <laughs> and Sarah responds, I read you had six seconds to make an impression. I think that's about, I mean, it's so fast. It is unbelievably fast because I think another person, another recruiter that's on Jossip, he says he usually has over 100 applicants in less than 48 hours. So think about if a recruiter has, you know, two dozen roles or a dozen roles and you have 100 applicants per role, if you spent two minutes or whatever per resume it's not you know we are zooming through these things very very quickly and the people who've been doing it a long long time you immediately can pick up on what um you know if so if it looks like somebody is in the field or deep into you know show, showing up showing their knowledge and, and um, skills and stuff quickly so um Someone says here, I would take the soft skills section off. You can showcase the soft skills in the jobs that you had. Um, I, you can, um, I don't know if I would take it off per se as an entry level person, but you know, I could see where that I could see where that um, where that comment would come in. Like you can put in your leadership skills, you could funnel it, flesh it into, or make I think it. You can replace the soft skills with just an action statement up top that Naomi was bringing up earlier, right? The summary. Like a desk, desk, uh, or or sorry, IT. You know, help desk. You know, looking to break into cyber with you know leadership and and project management and good communication skills that's, you know, a fast learner and studying for my security plus at the moment. Yeah. That would be a, that would be a statement right then and there that would let you know what, what you've got uh, the rest of the time. Agreed. And Jip, if, if you have a um, issues trying to create that paragraph for yourself, think about it this way. If you were being announced to a large group of people to speak to an audience at a conference or something, how would that MC introduce you? Like now announcing Dip, he is a blah, 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 blah. You know, he gives you like your whole history. And so yeah. that fits within like literally 15 or 20 seconds. And that's what you want to put there. Right. One sentence. That's a really good way to look at it, Naomi. Yeah. I know. I came up with it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dip. Any other questions? Uh, yes. I had one question. I want to know how do you guys review resumes compared to an associate role versus a senior position in security? Like what's the difference? Or, or is there any difference? 
probably experience would be the yeah the big difference yeah. there. Yeah. It's the experience level. So dip a senior like this resume, your resume would have to have a certain level of experience um, working, doing whatever it is. So if it was incident response or if it was, you know, um, if it was um, pen testing, whatever it was that you did, you would have to really be spelling out what you did at which companies that you worked at, um, how long you've done it for, things like that. So it's, it's in, in regards to entry level, like analysts, kind of people fresh out of school or relative zero to two years experience versus someone with like five to seven years experience, we're looking for the level of experience and the depth of that experience. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you guys. Thank you, Dib. You're welcome. Next up. Oh, where did James go? Where's James? James? He had to leave? I don't think so. He just left when Dip left. That's weird. Hopefully he comes back. Yeah. Um, Abby's up. Abby, okay. Hi, hey, Abby. Getting there, Hi. getting there. Okay, I'll I'll shout out some comments um, while you're getting her resume up. George wants to know, how do I go about uploading my resume? Is there, are there any, I know there were hundreds of resumes that came through yesterday, right? Nina? I had to turn it off. I felt so bad, but I did not think everyone would be so into it. <laughs> but I, I'm sorry, I had to turn it off. So we are closed for this round, but hopefully ha we'll have another round. Yeah, we'll have multiple rounds. Yeah, this, this one was too much, too many, too many people. Naomi posted, made a post because George is joining us from um, YouTube. So I don't know if he saw this on LinkedIn. Um, Naomi made a post and said, hey, I'm uh, reviewing resumes for free. <laughs> she opened up a Google Doc. <laughs> so what happens? <laughs> Hundreds of people apply <laughs> their resumes in. So she's like, ah, I got to shut it off. So she, she reached out to the crew and we all collectively said we would help um, do these resumes to get, together. Sarah, if you want to jump on at any point, Sarah is a phenomenal at this. She can, you know, jump on here and help do some resume screening too. James, okay, so, we'll be right back. Okay, perfect. Abby. So, Ooh, too big, too big, too big, too big. Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am currently in school working on my master's in cybersecurity. I have two more classes. I'll be graduating in March. I am completely new to this industry. I have no background, nothing, not even like IT or anything like that. I was trying to kind of figure out maybe I've done something that could translate. Um, so with that newness, I'm kind of lost on what to do. I've got some great advice, but everyone kind of has their own advice and that can get a little confusing. So I thought maybe just starting with creating a better resume might be a good place to start. And then I can see where are the holes at, where can I, you know, grow and do better and fill in that resume some more. Okay, cool. <laughs> I guess I'll get started first, Naomi, this time. Yeah, please. So Abby, I, can you scroll down a little bit? Yes. Education. Okay. Keep scrolling. Oh. Childcare. References. Okay. So you take the references off the bottom. We don't need those. Okay. Um, your entire resume, I would create having, I would have um, cybersecurity analyst at GEA. Scroll back up for me, please, Naomi. 
So I would, that summary that you have driven through interpretation of organization, mission statement, all of that, I would bring that, um, I would summarize that, make it really short and kind of whatever, what Naomi just described is like, who you are. I am Abby, you know, this is what I'm here to do because this sounds more like it's written for like a textbook versus like an individual in a way, the way I'm reading it. Um, So you want it to jump out at you that, you know, you have this master's in cybersecurity and why this is what you're looking to do next. Kind of like what your, your, um, your purpose statement is. Um, And then right under education, I love that the education is up there and you have a BS in in industrial engineering technology, which is very, very cool. Um, I would immediately put in a a section that says cybersecurity projects and related coursework. And then I would, the whole resume, the vast majority of the resume, like if if you break your resume into quarters or thirds, two thirds of the resume should be all of that. So related coursework, anything that, and and think about the things that interest you. So some of the things that I tell people when it comes to um, writing resumes is that you want to showcase things that interest you because you want to try to get a job in a spot that's really going to be interesting. Like I wouldn't put on there if I, me, for example, you know, I have an HR background. I was really, really into um, or have been really, really focused on um, insider threat. So be if the if if in my program has like something really focused around insider threat and that's really like my dream or what I really am passionate about and want to do, I would pepper that in there and say, you know, like this project was really interesting and this, these are the reasons why, and this is what we did. Each mini project, each of your projects and your, your coursework should be like a little bit of experience. You want to highlight it like it's your experience because that is your little snippet of experience in cybersecurity. So I would take like maybe three to four projects that you either got through school or, um, you know, James may ask this around um, if you're in B-Sides or any of the community um, events. And po- that should be like the vast majority of your of your resume. That's that. And I would take the waitress, all, all the stuff that you did, I would just shrink it. You don't have to you don't have to say like you didn't do it. It's just that you want to shrink it because people look at what's like the relevance of the resume in relation to the um, job. And that's another issue with applicant tracking systems. I know that's one of the comments that's been going up and down. With applicant tracking systems, a resume like this is just immediately gonna get kicked. It's gonna get pumped because it doesn't doesn't relate to what the job descriptions are. I'm gonna actually, while we're doing this, while you all are giving her advice, I'm gonna look for that there's a tool um, that I've recommended people to use that they can plop their resume in and they can plop in the job description and it tells you what percentage of your resume aligns to the job description. It's really I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that tool. Um, I'm going to pull it up while you guys are giving her advice. Oh, so that's, good. That's all I got. James is back. I am back. I, I, am, uh, I am upgrading all my equipment and so uh, it's uh, giving me the standard IT issues that So um, go ahead, Naomi. Uh, All right. So one really, yeah, sure. Uh, Okay. So this one, I really like the fact that you're volunteering for the CSFI. If you want to, you can add in what the mission is for this initiative and 
kind of what the general idea is for the group because most people who are reading this probably aren't going to know all the different acronyms and like you know what this particular working group does so the fact that now you're calling out what this mission is for this group and how you are involved uh, doing this you know you're supporting the managers are you supporting specific projects also you know what kind of accomplishments have you done within this group so um, that just adds a little bit more context into what you're actually doing what this group is actually doing Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're you're on a great project with what Paul's doing at CSFI. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with it, and I'm actually part of some of the stuff that they do. So, um, it's 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 great. I would put more detail there. I support what Renee said, which is all the kind of stuff that you did while you were studying, um, and you know, at a waitress and all that stuff. I would just make that very little, and I would increase the stuff that you're doing on the side to be able to get into the role you're looking for. Cause you, you've got the education, um, you've got the resume for it. You've so, you know, and, and the one thing I would say is, I don't know about you guys. This is a personal preference. Okay. Long paragraphs, like you have your core competencies kind of buried into that paragraph. I would take those away and put them highlight those under your professional experience rather than, um, rather than bury them in that paragraph, because most people aren't going to read the whole thing. They're going to read the first and last line, and they're going to be skimming through it. So, yeah. agree with that. Totally agree with James. Not comments. Questions, Abby. I don't think so. I think I just have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I'm definitely going to find your. Um, I'm going to find that that website. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right okay. now, because it's really, really good. You put the analyst role in there and you put the job in there. Um, I think I even shared it with Sarah. If you remember that, Sarah's still on here. I, I see her on here. If you remember that website that I've been talking about, JobScan, there it is. JobScan. Katie Adini put it up. Jobscan.co. It is awesome. And just one really quick note, guys, whoever's listening, notice how we haven't mentioned anything about job gaps um, on the resume. We haven't even mentioned it. So if that is something that you're concerned about, about job gaps, put that in your cover letter. It's a way for you to explain parts of your work history that might be unexplainable while skimming a resume. So really use that cover letter to your advantage. Showcase your personality. Showcase what you can bring to an employer and uh, explain away any things that might need a, a little explaining, put it in words. Yeah, I guess that is actually a question that I have. Um, so during this time of being in school, I've actually been a stay-at-home mom. I have three small children. So, of course, you know, the child care, I've, you know, kept friends, kids, things like that. So how do I make that translate as, you know, I just haven't been at home this whole time. Like, you know, I've been doing schooling. I've been raising kids. How do you how do you make that translate into something that's kind of marketable for you? I think there's no job tougher than being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I think that's the toughest job on the planet. There's no breaks, vacations, there's no quiet time, there's nothing. And I, I'm one of those when I see someone who's got a who was a stay-at-home mom, I, I respect that a little bit more sometimes than some professional experience, because God knows you want to kill your own kids sometimes. Um so <laughs> Um, so I, I would explain that in the cover letter. I think that's, that's a good suggestion of, 
um, and, and play it to your advantage. So don't come from a position of, I know this counts against me, but be like for the last several years while I was doing a full-time degree and working on my master's and being ultimate, you know, badass, I was also a full-time mom at home taking care of three kids, yeah. multitasking, studying that like use that to your advantage. Don't let that be something that hinders um, or, or impacts leverage it. Yeah, because when an HR manager sees that in the cover letter and go, yeah, you may notice a job gap, but it's not really a job gap. I was bettering myself in that time period. By the way, I started a family, brought three kids. I did that, all of that while studying, right? Which is yeah. very difficult to do. Most people, when they have a kid, like need to take a break, a hiatus and just focus on that baby. You, you did a lot in that time period. You play off of that. Yeah. And you came out with a degree, like two degrees. So you're not talking, you didn't do a liberal arts degree. You didn't <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> James and his liberal arts. That is a scam by universities. Oh my that gosh. A scam. There is nothing wrong with liberal arts. Nothing degree. wrong with it. You're learning for the sake of learning, but yeah, it's not going to help yeah, you get you're a technology for the job. You're learning borrowing money. Then I need to pay for you to not, not pay that back. I'm oh sorry. my gosh. Get a degree. Industrial <laughs> engineering is a difficult degree. Yes, it not, is. Yeah. We talk about how hard it is to get um, women into STEM, right? Like little girls into STEM. Well, here you go, folks. Here you go. Yeah. Okay. So and if you can find a way to speak to your uh, your kids' schools, you know, that's kind of volunteer work, you know, speak to any clubs that they might have for girls in STEM, that's absolutely something you can put on your resume. Okay, great. I'll definitely mm-hmm. look into that around here after COVID, hopefully. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> remote, the- remote. Teams. There's a bunch of stuff that you can do online, Abby. So don't, don't let COVID be a hindrance. You can yeah. join clubs and they do stuff on Zoom and whatnot and just, you know. Be creative. Yeah, be creative. Yeah. Start, don't, don't People always wait for the opportune time. Naomi, who's who's the brilliant person on the show, had a post the other day and she goes, don't wait until January 1st. Don't like to start something new. Start it now. Yeah, do it now. Right? <laughs> like, don't wait. So do it <laughs> now. Time is an unrenewable resource. 24 hours later, here we are doing this because of the incredible Naomi Buckwalter. Oh, stop, guys. Thank you, Abby. Abby, anything else? That's it. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Good luck. Reach out to us if you have any questions. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So we are, let's see. There's a ton of comments. Um, Okay. So let me put some comments up here. Wilfredo says, amazing feedback i'll move her resume off while we go to the next person is going to be next up is going to be brian leon okay you're gonna be up next brian hello hi there hi brian tell us about yourself while we about Mm -hmm. to pull up some comments and pull up your resume so um i am just recently, very, very recently out of school in a short cybersecurity program. Um, honestly, in the industry of tech, I'm a huge techie, um, but I've been kind of exploring what I've been wanting to do. Started off in doing a computer science uh, at a small college of mine. I didn't really enjoy that. I started doing a little bit of networking. Networking, I really found my passion for cybersecurity. 
Um, and then ever since there, I've been trying to do my best to get involved. Um, I would say I'm not as involved as I'd like to, but I'm hoping, you know, little by little to get more involved with it and, uh, you know, uh, become like a big part of the community with cybersecurity. Very cool. Oops. What is everybody? That's the wrong thing. Okay. <laughs> so who wants to start first? Naomi? Okay, first first pass through this. Sorry, yeah, put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> all right, so you said you are a. Uh, do, do you want me to go first? Well, I can do it first. I, I've already. Yeah, please, because I wasn't even looking at it. <laughs> so, so I just, I, so for for people who are watching this now and are looking at his CV, there's a few things. Uh, Brian, uh, you're in Canada, right? Yes. Okay, Canadian CVs look different than American CVs. It's not just the aboot that is different. Um, it's 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 other stuff. And and so when we talk about this CV, we don't want to Americanize it because it won't fit the Canadian marketplace. In Canada, there are several things that are critical for employers to know on the CV. So if you scroll down, you'll see that he lists his driver's license and what kind of license he's got. That's important for people over there as well. So just keep that in mind. I kind of want to do that as, as, a, as, as kind of a pre. Um, so I want to go to your, um, first of all, your objective. Uh, if you say you're bilingual, um, list your languages somewhere on there. Um, so that way people know, right? I'm, I'm, you, know, you, you say that your multicultural background and language proficient in Spanish. That's great. Um, but what does that mean? Right? So you can say uh, I, I speak, you know, write and read. Spanish at a mother tongue language or at a very professional level, meaning that's an asset for an organization. Um, if you have a multicultural background, if you've traveled, that's a really interesting fact. That'll make you a fun interview. People may like when I see someone who said like the best line I've ever seen on an international CV folks was someone who said, I've been to 45 countries and I've got a really cool video and here's the link to all the countries I've been with. And it was a four minute slideshow of this person in different places in the world. Great. I wanted to interview that person just to talk to him about his soft skills from his what he learned while traveling, because that's something no college degree and no job experience can teach you. That could be a valuable asset. So highlight that. Um, and and um, your um, employment history, you worked at Apple um, and it seems like you've been there for several role, for a period of time and you've moved up in your role. So make it that one line item and you can put, you know, started here. I'm currently in this role and I was promoted at this period of time. Cause now it looks like you worked at Apple with a time difference. Can I just add, would I add that in like the objective at the top? No, I would, I would add that in the description. Like you can say, you can put okay. Apple link. I've seen some people put like, you know, uh, under that company, they'll put like Apple operations specialist from 2019 and then 2020 Apple technical expert. I was promoted. I was, you know, I was given a role that kind of shows that you moved up. Um, and that's really important. Yeah. Show increasing responsibility. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I did not know that about the Canadian things here i know i've i've done indian resumes where they put like their marriage status and stuff and that always throws me for a loop but i did not know that about canadian in most, just so you know that in most countries like international like outside of the u.s like you need like if you don't put that you have a driver's license that could hinder you from getting a job because the employer would 
would look at that and think that it's um, you, you don't have uh, um, transportation. And oh, so, weird. and and like <laughs> for example, in when I moved to Israel, um, I remember I was applying for for my first job there, and I had I had a uh, U.S. resume, and someone said, "Well, you got to put whether or not you have a driver's license, your marriage status, how old you are," and I'm like, "Huh." I was like, yeah. I never put any of those on any other CV, but yeah. you do have to do that there. So internationally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is the beauty, you guys. If you ever want to move to Canada, um, now you're learning how to do your Canadian CV, folks. Very cool. Very cool. So can we flip the? Can we put the employment history though up top? Can we flip it around, or does it have to be? Look no, like I mean, you, I would flip it up top. I would put your objective employment histories and put the skills and everything else under your employment history, and I would make your employment history like a bit more. Um, you know, I don't know what, what I don't know. I mean, I don't really like bullet point CVs, but that's just a personal preference. You do or you do not? I do not. What would you rather have, like a little paragraph telling us? Yeah, I'd rather have like a well-articulated paragraph where someone can express something in five sentences. I think that shows a little bit more thought. But that's, again, that's a personal preference, Brian. That does not mean that everyone likes what I do. Yeah. um, I actually like those, but I think, I don't know if the readability of it would help the because so many people do bullet form um i don't know about the readability of it but what i would say if you want to come kind of blend the two is maybe have two bullets with like two lines two sentences or so each per job or per situation um so that could kind of blend a little bit of the um the bullet format with the paragraph format um, I would add, I would, I would, so Brian, what I would recommend too, to piggyback off of what everybody else said is to just take your employment history, pop it up closer to the top. Um, uh, because when, when, when we see, so when recruiters see highlights of qualifications and skills and abilities and all that, like my eyes go directly, I don't even look at that. I go directly to employment history. Um, because you could list a bunch of certifications, a bunch of different things that you've done over the years, all these pre- all these things that could either A, you know, not necessarily be relevant or B, I'm not seeing how you're using it in your day-to-day activities. So one thing that comes up often, and, and, I, and I hear this from leaders and hiring managers, and you guys can chime in and let me know, Naomi and James, when you see a resume, um, immediately it's all about the experience. It's like, what have you done? What did you do? Not necessarily what you've learned. Every once in a while, a cert or two to say, okay, yes, you know, this is a person that's relatively, you know, early in their career. So yes, they have some knowledge. They have, they got the certification. They have the degree. But it's really about, you know, what are you doing? Um, and that component, to me, that's why I always talk about the employment history, the experience, the projects from your, you know, your local projects, your home lab, all of that kind of stuff should be like blanketed that just should be like the whole the meat and potatoes of the resume and then everything else is kind of like cherries on top of a cake so to speak so the cake is the experience everything else is icing and cherries and all that other stuff thank you i really like that 
Um, really quick about this section here, skills and abilities. I noticed you put these in bullets. This can just be simple phrases about things. You can actually fit more this way. I like to put it in uh, kind of columns, uh, a short little thing, three columns, three rows. Um, here I would put like, you know, uh, collaboration products or whatever. And then uh, here I'd be virtualization software. You can even call out the different technical tools that you've used and frameworks. So the more you can fit into those, the better chance you have in passing those like ATS systems in the first place. But try to put more into the, the format here, skills and abilities. Um, Aaron is laughing at my, the cake is experience. The cake is not a lie. Yes, <laughs> and it must be real experience. <laughs> must be real experience. Every time I put this up here, it hides Brian. Brian, do you have any questions before I go into some of the comments? Um, I did earlier. It's kind of just lost my head, but you know what? I do. I don't as of right now, but I really appreciate the work you guys are doing. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, as you fix it, Brian, you can always reach out to us privately, yes. and we'll help you. So yeah. try to get sure. ten people jobs in January, We're right, James? To get ten people jobs in January. Infosec hires, folks. That's right. Hashtag Infosec hires. Hashtag Infosec hires. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, we're going to take you out of here and um, we are going to continue on. Next up is going to be, who's next on my list here? Sean is going to be up next. So Sean, before we bring you up, I'm going to put some comments up here while Naomi is um, getting the new, the new resume up. Okay. Naomi and crew, thanks a lot for doing this. Great inputs. I'm gathering all the suitable suggestions. I joined a few minutes late, checking to see if I've missed my turn. I'll be moving to Canada towards the end of Q Q1 2021. Wanted to tailor my Indian CV to suit Canadian employers. Ooh, so that's like no. serendipitous. Can he still join? He can still join. We're still here. Yeah, we're we're, I don't know we're if he has a link. We want to get 10 people hired in January, folks. Yeah, this is this is what we're doing. Uh, Aaron made a good comment. The cake is the experience. The cake is not a lie. <laughs> yeah, don't don't lie. Don't, don't lie. On your lie. Don't, don't lie. On your and, and don't pay for your res your references either. Like don't purchase yeah. references. Oh my God, don't they got purchase references now. Jeez. Yeah, you can like pay a service. Really? Yeah, I want I want I want to do that for a wedding. I want to do that for a wedding. Like just pay for like a like a weird family kind of do like Kevin Hart's. Remember Kevin Hart's maybe like best man I think where he's like he he does best man services. That's like a that's a that's a cool idea right there. Hey Sean. Hey, how's I'm it going? Comments while we're here, and then we'll get you to, to chime in and give us some an update about yourself. So, what, someone wants to know, Famudin, does bolding certain points and phrases help recruiters in any way? Yes, it does. I actually it's all about scannability. Like lawyers do that. Anyone, if you've ever read a legal brief, when a lawyer is trying to get something into the judge's eyes, like they'll mm -hmm. bold and underline a sentence. Like lawyers do that all the time, so you could do it on your CV. Yeah, do it. Do it totally. Brandon says, I can't believe that is a thing. Me either, Brandon. Yeah, it is. It is. Gracious. <laughs> I only I know that people? because I, I only read um askumanager.org, which is the best reference ever for writing resumes and stuff. And 
how to deal with people and coworkers. So one of the posts was about, you know, references and services for references. So that's the only reason why I know it's, it's not like I signed up. For it. Well, wait a minute. So, but, but do they have, is it like a call center? Like when you call, does a call come in and like on the screen, it says this calls for Naomi Buckwalter. Maybe, yeah. I have never tried it. I don't know, but it's I imagine it's something who like you are and what really you want, Like now you've got me curious. Me too. That's what, I mean, there's a service for everything. <laughs> That's why I don't believe in I like, I, it's so funny when companies, when I would work at companies and they like go through this whole reference thing. And I know there's different levels of this, right? So security clearances and that kind of stuff is different. But your standard reference, I'm like, who's going to give you a bad reference? Like, is anybody going to give you the person where you threw your middle finger up on your way out the door? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to give you that person. Oh, I hope not. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe I could. I could make it exciting. Yeah, but that reference would be one of intrigue, right? Like, that would, like, hmm. I've never spoken to a bad reference for somebody. Well, there's actually one of my friends and uh, mentors. He uh, he's he kind of describes himself as like the the black sheep. It's like he's so smart and so skillful at his job that everyone calls him up to fix everything, but nobody likes to call him up to fix everything because in a, in his weird way, he's kind of like an a hole once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. Um, uh, some geniuses. Some people use their brain operate differently, and that impacts their social skills. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, good people learn how to take that in and, and utilize it. Right. I mean, we, we, we put too much on, on personality sometimes. Yep. Sometimes you need to get the job done. Yep. All right, Sean, tell us about yourself while we pull up your resume. Okay. Uh, 10 year military background. So I did five years active duty army currently serving in the army reserves at the moment. Uh, most of my background encompasses anything from radio communications, satellite communications. Um, I did some stuff with routing and switching with Cisco. Um, I've done some Microsoft system administration. And then recently I've been getting really heavily involved in like uh, software development. So like C Sharp, JavaScript, HTML, CSS, that sort of stuff. Um, I've worked anything from doing system administration, project management to even my last position was a solutions architect. So I guess I'm a little bit more of like the experienced person. So hopefully any sort of keywords or help can give me a bunch. This past three months, I've literally gotten, well, except for this week, all of a sudden I had two job interviews today. So that was pretty exciting, but yeah, but this past three months, it just feels like it's crickets in the room and I, I hate it. I always think it's my resume for whatever reason. So Sean, do you get, so when you say crickets, that means that you're you're applying to jobs, you're just not getting a callback, or you get the callback and then you like where 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 are the crickets? Uh, so it's what usually so it's usually I get the rejection emails. Those happen quite a lot. Or the second one will be some usually like some sort of like recruiter call or recruiter screen. But sometimes I don't even really count that too much because a recruiter could just call you up to just do like a check off the block. Like, do you got three years experience doing X, Y, and Z or whatever else it may be. And sometimes you can get that resume sent up to a hiring manager and then never hear anything back ever again. So I guess that's kind of like the crickets in the room is I'm not getting a whole lot of interviews. Right. Okay. Um, Sean, what's your MOS? 
Uh, so I'm a 25 Charlie. Just got picked up for 255 Alpha, so I'm going Warrant Officer here pretty soon. Okay. Good job. Oh, um, thank you so much. Did you have a military background, I'm guessing, James? 35 Lima, sir. Oh, wow. Stop, stop using words that we don't understand. I don't like <laughs> so remember how earlier I was talking about military having their own CV for military yeah. and one for yeah. civilian? Sean has, God has rained upon us today. He's showering us at the end of the year with just coincidental coincidences of people that come on to help us address the specific challenges that exist within the workforce development. Yep. So, yeah. And you'll um, soon figure out one reason why, too, is just because sometimes in the military, you don't get experience with certain technologies that, that like, uh, what is it? other corporations or companies want to utilize. And so they'll just scratch off any past experience you have with one tool or one technology because it's not, even though it could be similar, they're just like, eh, it's not the same. It drives me insane. So I will say I'm, I've, I've reviewed your CV, Sean, and, and I want to ask you several questions before we get into that. The jobs that you're applying for, are they in the uh, – you know, kind of uh, defense industrial complex, meaning are you trying to stay within the, the the government sector, but more as a civilian and kind of branch off into one of the bigger companies? Or are you looking to go into the private sector? Uh, so I don't have much luck getting into the private sector. So most of this stuff I've ever done for the past three years has always been some sort of defense. Like I've okay. I've rarely ever gotten for whatever reason uh, the commercial sector ever really interested in me too much. So, so there's aspects of the commercial section where I think someone with your skills um, would go to a um, an actual cybersecurity vendor who values the soft skills that you've the the hard skills that you've developed from the military with that discipline, mm-hmm. and um, you'd be able to go and kind of into the private sector, but on the defensive side, um, you know and so forth. So, so there's that aspect to consider. Um, I'll, I'll kick this to Naomi or Renee. I'll have you guys get started. Um, and then I'll, I'll pitch in at the very end. So I'll start real quick. Um, when Sean was introducing himself, I thought it was a really nice way of him explaining his summary. And I figured, Oh, that would be nice to see as a summary section, which I think is missing here unless I'm I no, I don't have a summary section because my resume is so long. I've gotten like 10 years of experience and I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I should put it down. You're the first person to ever actually offer that. So thank you so much. Yeah. Well, the the way that you were able to so eloquently speak to your summary, like that was really nice. I was like, oh, I would love to see something like that because um, you just jump right into professional experience. Yep. And I know at least myself, I like to at least skim over the objective. Not everyone does. But it at least sets the context for whatever I'm reading later. So that does help me. So, go ahead. So, um, in your professional experience, you don't list the Army. No, I do not. I actually, since I, I kind of feel like it in, in a lot of ways, it works against me because it would just go so it would just add so much extra like lines and stuff like that on on a resume i try to just get the meat and potatoes in of like this is how many years experience or this is what i've exactly done and it's sometimes have worked in the past uh but lately it doesn't feel like it's working as effectively as it used to so you want to have um 
the fact that you've been in the army for the last 10 years and you want that to be the first thing that people see. Um, and all these bullets and all these responsibilities that you've done can be listed under the bullet of the U S army. Um, you're, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff because people are going to be like, well, where'd you get all this experience from? And yeah, cause I've ran into that too. Go ahead. And I see that you have your clearance level. Well, the clearance level that you carry um, actually makes you a lot more money in the civilian sector yep. than it yeah. does in the military sector. Yeah. So, um, you know, the TSCSI is very, very important. Um, and so um, <clears throat> what I would do is, one, under your professional experience, list the U.S. Army. Um, and then I-, I was saying this earlier, and I don't know if you were, you were here. It might have been before you joined you know, what I tell veterans is you got to have a defense military CV, and then you've got to have a private sector CV. You got to have two of them. You can't have one because um, if you're applying for something at Lockheed or Booz, they understand military jargon. The recruiters understand military jargon. Everyone there understands military speak because that's their business. So they want to see your military speak. Yeah, and you're actually right for one position too. Today that I interviewed for, I put a bunch of like my military experience on it. Right, because that's what they that's that's what really matters to them. Mm-hmm. On on the other side in the civilian sector, um, military speak like MOS. Like you noticed when you and I started just jamming out here, um, both Renee and Naomi looked at us like we were speaking <laughs> a really different language. Yeah. Um, and and that and that's something to take to take into mind. I mean. Your um, your CV is impressive, and your oh, wow. skills are impressive. Scroll and, down, and, yeah. and you've got a ton of value to bring to any organization. But I would take your project skills and I would uh, format it different, so it's it's a little bit easier. I would get rid of the green color. Um, the green color to me um, speaks. Um, I don't know. It, it takes away from the words. Like it takes away. It's like I don't think any CV should have any color on it. It should just be black and white. Yeah, <laughs> y'all are so boring. What about gray <laughs> or light blue? Yeah. You remember when people would hand you CVs? I've once got. I, I've I've gotten scented, documented like <laughs> CVs <laughs> in my life. The flowers. Like <laughs> very expensive piece of paper, and it's like sprayed with like a perfume, and I'm no. like, wow, wow. No. All that's missing is a headshot. What were you? <laughs> oh my god! So, um, Sean, I, I, I love your experience too. I just want to see it um, the way James described it in a format. So, if so, did you? So you spent. 10 years in the army and then that's yep. it. So that's, that's your experience. No, I got more than that. So I was a solutions architect in my last role uh, for a company called Axiom. I also was working as a senior field engineer prior to that for Raytheon. And then I worked as a network administrator. I almost want to say Dude, like, I because when I started out, like I stayed at those positions for six to nine months, it wasn't like I was there for like multiple years. You just say it's a contract job. I did a contract job here. I did a contract job there. I was contract. I mean, listen, 
I may be biased because I come from your world, but we all know that the military, like government, like all things, it's always temporary, yeah. right? So you're going to do one role for, unless you're, you know, in a specific role during deployment um, and, and, and you're just a grunt, you don't, you don't move up. And that's right? the reason why I try to just spill out the experience that I got, because that seems to be the issue that I deal with once well, in a while. So how how many so in the last 10 years you've just listed four other jobs beyond the army meaning that you were active duty and now you're a reserve and in your time as a reserve you've done small projects with Raytheon with all these different companies am I correct No so that was so I held job titles with Raytheon so I was an employee of Raytheon I was an employee okay. of Axiom I was an employee of Leonardo DRS and they kind of were contracting jobs, but not really. So with, um, so when I left Jacobs initially, so when you first get out the military, it almost feels like some people just immediately discredit any experience you got because it doesn't sometimes carry over well. So instead of getting a system admin or a network admin job I wanted, I had to start out as a PC technician. So that was the first three months of my career. Um, Got a 62% salary raise moving up to Leonardo DRS, and I, I got a chance to do what I wanted to do, but you get to a chance to feel like different company cultures and environments. So you go work at Leonardo DRS, and you're like, well, I don't like the company culture as much as I would want. And then all of a sudden, Raytheon comes through and says, hey, we're going to offer you a bigger, better job title and stuff. And so you kind of get the flashy object syndrome, and then you go move over to Raytheon. And then you work over there, you really enjoy it. It's just somebody else offers you another flashy job title. So then you go move to Solutions Architect. So I. How long were you in the Solutions Architect role? Uh, seven months. And so most of the stuff I was doing was system admin. So I was managing a data pipeline in which they took a C, a, there was a CSV file that got transferred into an Amazon S3 bucket. Uh, so what I would do is I would scan for any changes if it met a specific criteria. And I would just do that through like automation tasks with Bash. Sean. That's really impressive. I wouldn't be worried about putting the dates in there. Like some people are worried about like just, um, job I'm hopping. Telling you, they, like, I'm not, telling you. They, they, I don't know. They, I really feel like they look at it and it, it, well, it they, really they, hurts they, my feelings. Well, Sean, I think, I think I, I get where you're coming from. Um, transitioning out is never easy and transitioning out and getting smacked multiple times like you have where you're taking in these roles and you know you're kind of being brought on and you're not really you don't really know what to look for unfortunately that's one of the downsides when you're when you're leaving the service is you're not always given everything you need to know before you head out into the private sector Yep. And that's why you see a lot of people transition and to go and work in the DIC because that makes a little bit more sense to them. It, it, it's a little bit closer to home yep. from, from what they're from what they're doing. But in an in, in actual to do and, 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 and I'm telling you this, I would <clears throat> I would reformat your entire CV. I'd put every single job you did and the titles you've held. Don't worry about the time. Um, you're going to have the experience and you're going to get through that piece. And when you present yourself in an interview, you will present yourself well. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it was like um, um, 
Abby, who we had on earlier, she goes, well, I've got a gap where I had three kids. And I'm like, yeah, but she also <laughs> went to college and got an industrial engineering degree. So, exactly. you know, he just sat on your butt and just did absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I tell I mean, people all the time, you know, like that's even what I'm doing, going through the whole unemployment phase is I'm, is I'm like learning software development skills. So I go on co-academy every day. I do school projects. I... It's not like I'm just sitting here, just like laying about. Yeah, that needs to shine. That needs to come through. That needs to come through. The fact that you're doing that, it's not coming through. And if you're not getting interviews, it's your resume that's stopping you from getting interviews. So when you said, said, I think it's my resume. Yeah, it is your resume. It's not making the, it's not painting the picture of you. So, so Sean, go to JobScan. One of those jobs that you have, you know, JobScan, I think they allow you to do one or two, a couple of them for free. Um, jobscan.io, I believe it is, and pop your resume in there and plop one of the job descriptions in there and you'll see how much your experience aligns. But I agree with James. I would put every job that you've had on there um, and just put the year. You know how many times people just put like 2019, 2020, 20, whatever. And in a recruiter's mind, automatically we think it's just contracts. To James's point, you don't even have to put contract if it wasn't a contract. We don't want you to lie or anything. Yeah, I mean, you can. It's just the assumption that, oh, he was here, he was here, he was here. He's probably on contracts because government contracting, that's what it is. Um, and then because your experience is really impressive. And with the top, the TSSCI, like you could really get work relatively quickly. Oh yeah, because that's two years. You don't have to wait for another candidate to go through that whole clearance well, process. Not even, yeah, I mean, they yeah, not even, I mean, and they issue a certain number of those every single exactly. year. So uh, once like another one too. You, yeah, you really, you really have to like one. Your your uh, usually your security office they have to put in for the federal government to to take you up on that, and usually like military takes priority. Um, then the next one would be. Then you go through like a whole two-year screening process. So all your friends get interrogated and stuff like that uh, through like, uh, what is it? Office of Personnel Management. They run the whole thing. And yeah. They ask yeah. You all sorts of stuff like, are, you, are they part of terrorist projects and stuff like that? But yeah, after that yeah. two years, then you get your final clearance. That's right. like two years. You don't have to wait for a candidate to. I mean, to yeah. I mean, they want, they, they want people like you that haven't mm-hmm. already. You know, I've worked with a number of government contractors. Like if you don't have, when you have it, you just automatically get put to the top of the pile. And then it's like, okay, what else does he have? You know, like with the government contracting, especially for the roles that you need that clearance, that clearance tends to, that that's like the top. Like when I'm doing searches, for example, for a company, one of my clients, I will say, I will look for, if I'm looking for people and they can only get this job if they have clearance i will look for clearance first and then everything else okay like do they have the clearance? okay now do they have cloud is it aws is it you know azure is it this or is it that and if you may not have one or the other it's okay because you have the clearance so in your case clearance trumps like a lot of stuff for 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 jobs that need clearances so I, I'm like James. I would revamp the whole thing. I would put your all those other experiences you had, Raytheon and all that other stuff, unless you went out there with blazing glory or something. <laughs> unless even, you if you did, even if you went out with blazing glory, I'd respect that. Right? <laughs> I, I would still put. You know, I would respect that. Put it up there and 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 revamp it so your ex- professional experience shows what you did at each job. So each space, so that because then it's more people are 
recruiters, hiring managers as a whole, we're just accustomed to seeing resumes a certain way, name and stuff up top, maybe a blurb about some, a summary, then your experience, but the experience with each job chronologically. So from 2020 to whatever. So they see that whenever it's not like that, everyone gets confused. It's like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Where'd you get yeah. your, like, I look at your CV and I see you're really skilled, but I don't know where all that experience comes right. from. It's like, it could be yeah. made up. Experience. It's like, right. okay, so. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's what a, uh, it's, it's what a, um, kind of catfishing looks like, right? All of a sudden you get like, you get like, you get the amazing guy team. or girl that's just like, wow, this is a really skillful employee. And you're right. like, there's no way they exist. Like <laughs> I look at this and I wonder if I'm going to get like the stepbrothers hiring scene, right? Where they're both struck <laughs> job interview and they're like, hello, this lady, right? Like that. So yeah. I do API. He does that. <laughs> right, right. Right. <laughs> like, where's the experience? All that kind of stuff. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, Sean, any other questions? Uh, no, that's it. Thank you so much for taking time out your day for this. Um, I definitely know Naomi. Naomi probably has got work to do because she got a phone call earlier. <laughs> no, that's no, that's yeah. just car's warranty. Yeah, extended warranty. <laughs> Our usual spam it's either a car's warranty yeah. or your health care or um, – Somebody. Yeah, I've been getting my car warranty a lot lately. Oh, Aaron's asking for what job am I targeting? So yeah. something dealing with uh, so I love a lot of aspects of like software engineering and like data science stuff. Um though so anything that can kind of like tie in both of those, I really enjoy a lot. Okay, cool. And then uh, Jasmine, Sean, your experience sounds impressive. I believe you can get what you want when applying to certain positions. Try to adapt your resume. For example, when applying to the network admin position, you don't need to mention things not related to that. It's unclear to me what position you are targeting. So I think these people may want to, I mean, I would look through these comments afterwards because you, my friend, are somebody that I think <laughs> get a job like off of this. I think you're one of those rare unicorns. Unicorn, right? yeah. You got, I feel like a rare unicorn. Like so, but but Sean, like you're not like a pink unicorn, right? You're like a brave blue, majestic unicorn. Um, I'm a black unicorn. I I appear very rarely because usually unicorns are white, and if I'm, I'm if I'm a black unicorn, that means I'm even rarer than a unicorn itself. You are because you also have personality and humor, which yes. makes all, all the more rare. I gotta I gotta tone it down a little bit once in a while because sometimes like my my army background will sometimes get a little vulgar and outrageous once in a while. But <laughs> well, um, I, I, you can join a, a group that I have on LinkedIn called the Cybersecurity Veteran Network. It's just a bunch of us veterans, and we do tend to get a little raunchy. So yes. um, you'd like that. Um, there's a bunch of people there that can also help you with your CV as well and whatnot. And many of them are CISOs and they, they hire and they know other CISOs that are, you know, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Um, Justin Jones. That's another person that. Yeah. Um, Justin Jones or Justin? Justin Jones. Justin. Justin. Mm -hmm. Justin okay. Jones. And then a um, well, few other things, um, Sean, is if, I'm assuming you're in Florida. There's um, AFSIA. Uh, international which is a um supporting the federal government it's a nonprofit that supports the federal government um if you join your local chapter in tampa you'll probably find a bunch of companies that are looking to hire you and probably will pretty quick um 
and and then many others. There's a bunch of stuff out there. There's um, vets to industry. There's um, vetsec. Um, all these places that can just really support you, especially with your clear, clearance level. You know, you shouldn't have to wait more than you know two weeks to get an offer and be be onboarding somewhere at this point. And hopefully yeah. this podcast does just that. People are watching and yeah, going, hey. Watching. There's yeah. 53 in the audience right now, which is good. Yeah, people, yeah. Are, people are watching this. So, um, okay. So it's Aaron tra- said target Lidos and network with recruiters to get a recommendation. Um, so I know most of these companies, another thing is that a lot of these companies, especially the large ones, they will pay their employees for referrals. So yep. Raytheon actually did referrals. So I got one friend still that works over at Raytheon, but Raytheon is very, it, it usually, if you want to get a job at Raytheon, you have to have a bachelor's degree. I got fortunate because mine did not require one. Um, so they're immediately going to kick it back because they're just like, nope, it's part of the contract deal. You have to have like a bachelor's degree in some sort of STEM field. And so right. since I'm still in school, they're going to no say problem. no. So, okay, Raytheon's out, but all those other ones, you, this, I know there's friends in Lidos and, you know, Booz and all those other yep. government contractors where you can totally, um, you know, get someone to refer you inside as well. So, Renee, can you share my screen real quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks. Um, just the last thing here, if you are interested in rewriting your resume, I totally recommend askamanager.org. She lists out step-by-step how to write a resume that doesn't suck. I love this website. I recommend it all the time. But it tells you point like points on how to make your resume really stand out and just follow this guide. So if you're looking for a template of sorts, really use this. This is uh, the number one resource I have. Okay, can you um, go, go back up? Hang on. There's something there on the side. My company's doing – hang on. Recent posts. Go down. Go down, 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 down. <laughs> hang on. I saw something that's freaking me out. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> my company's doing drive-by to check that I'm at home and more. Yes. Quit this website your is all job. about seriously. This website is amazing. Amazing website. You have to check my this out. It's not just about resumes and cover letters. This red this website is legit. It is hilarious. It tells you about how to deal with coworkers That's and your boss and like insane people. Like it is good. You have to read this. <laughs> I wonder, like, if, like, like if your company's doing drive-bys, like, should you put like a yard sign saying, "Listen, she's legit. <laughs> she writes, I'm, I'm not home. It's, it's so good. It's so good. No, it's just like a ask me anything about. You know, with like a ring doorbell, if your company comes knocking at your door, you can be like, "I'm sorry, uh, I can't come to the door right now." <laughs> such a good website. Tyrone wants to know, okay, so I'm going to take this off again um, because more comments are coming in. Um, GDIT. Oh, yes. I've actually gotten a couple interviews with GDIT. So one of them was for a full stack developer, but he kind of wanted somebody with more software development experience. There is another one for a technology management position, but I think with my school schedule and going warrant officer, there's no way I could be able to devote like my full-time attention to it. And I was kind of upset that there wasn't more programming related to it. I would have just done strictly like technology research. So Google searches all day long, but um, I actually got interviewed today with Telesis. So Telesis is a little small. Um, well, they're about a mid-sized company that works for Special Operations Command. Um, I got another one with Smartronics this morning. So hopefully I get a second interview soon. 
Uh, that was for like a system support engineer position. Lucky for me, they didn't ask for my education level. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. And then. I well, I know of a few, Sean, um, I know of a few positions that are open right now. So um, offline, yeah. just connect with me. Oh, I'm going to link this. I get off. And then small. I forgot Justin that one. Too. He definitely, he has tons of spots. Um, or he, he's been super helpful in the, um, the veteran community. So make sure you connect with him. Awesome. All right, Sean, this was fun. Good luck, Sean. Good hey, luck. Sean, thank so you for your service, buddy, and good luck on being a warrant officer. Yeah. Thank you, you so much. You are awesome. Okay, so next up is Teo. Is Teo still here? Teo, are you there? We've left people in the green room just drying out. Oh, no. Oh, guys. Okay, awesome, Teo. I'm Tell all right. Okay, um, my name is Adi Tayo. So for the sake of the pronunciation, I just put Tayo in there. Um, I'm a network operations lead at the National Library of Medicine. So I'm looking at transition into security. Cool. So, let's jump in here. So, Tayo, do you are you in a degree program right now? What are you doing to get into security? Um, I have a BSc economics, but um, with certification, I have security plus. So, but I'm looking at you know doing more certs with regards to security. Can you scroll down, Amy? Yeah, sure. Um, and the first thing that jumps out to me right away is that you're listing a list of responsibilities and not accomplishments. Um, so if you have accomplishments and you like to list them, put them in here using that star method we mentioned before, situation or task, action and result. That way it's not listing just like a laundry list of all the things that you did. You want to tell us why you are great for our team, why we should hire you, what makes you stand out from others. And that means putting your accomplishments and not your responsibilities. Scroll down from all the way to the bottom. How many? How many? All pages? the way to the bottom. Got it. It is three pages. Okay. I, I don't like three pages. I like keeping it at two. But however, 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 I do know that in government contracting world, you know, you can have a super long resume um, because they want every single thing that you've ever done. Um, in commercial, in the you know private sector commercial space. I like to keep it to two. Um, so like, and there's ways that you can keep your, like these additional skills, things like that, they don't have to be in bullet form. You could just put commas or you could put those little bars in between. Um, and definitely want to keep things that are relevant. So go up. So your certification, the economics degree. Okay. Up, up, up. I would be putting up at the very top the very top of your resume, I would, whatever job do you, so what are you looking to do in security? Um, I'm looking at governance actually, like, um, you know, talking about auditing and compliance and all that. GRC. Okay. GRC stuff. So I would, whatever projects you're working on, Tayo, anything that you're doing right now, that yeah. summary, should be focused on that the summary and like even a project section so related projects 
right above your experience. And all of that should be all of the GRC related experience that you've been doing. Any home lab related stuff, anything that you've been doing voluntarily, any projects that you're working on, that's what I would, the very top of my resume, that's what I would have in there, right in between, right where Naomi's mouse is hanging out. In between white space, summary, yeah. that white space in between the summary and your experience, okay. <laughs> excuse me, it would be project. And then from the summary, um, you got a little typo in there, I think. Uh, but the, the the knock engineer with proven skills and incident management and response. I mean, it's cool that you have the incident management and response, and it's cool that you've been in a knock. So going from a knock to well, I guess knock to sock would have been kind of you know an e easily translatable or transferable skill. Um, and you have the net network security and administration in there, which is great. Um, I would just flesh it out and, and talk about specifically what you're looking to do. If you put knock engineer, so this is another thing, folks. If knock engineer is the very first thing and you're the top of your resume, me as a recruiter, I'm immediately thinking that you want to be a knock, a knock engineer. Well, I'm immediately GRC. for knock engineer roles and not GRC roles. Yeah. So you want to think about it from the perspective of what you want to be, not what you are now. So really honing in on, you know, GRC, whatever role it is that you're looking for, compliance, audit, security, audit, security, GRC, that kind of stuff. And then right beneath that summary, putting in a section that has um, related coursework. Well, you're not doing a course, but related projects um, or in, in volunteer. I think I would just call it related projects. And then anything that you're doing volunteer-wise, home-based, home labs, any of that stuff, put that in, like, that first half of your resume should be totally security-focused. Because if a manager, and you guys will tell me, you look at this, you immediately think, this person is going to a knock. Like, boom. Right. right. Like, if you, don't, if, if, if you have a knock or you don't have a knock, if, you know, I mean, the one thing is it's – you're trying to go from a knock, which is a very technical environment, to a very governance environment. And so you kind of want to highlight that switch in the summary, um, which is, you know, if, if you're a knock engineer with technical skills that's now moving to GRC, then you want to state that clearly in the summary so that when you're applying for a GRC role, we understand that initially. Um, and, and kind of looking at your CV, though, I will say you're, you've been with NIH and you've got promoted. You started as an analyst and now you're a lead and you list them as two separate roles and two separate jobs. You shouldn't. I think the same advice that I gave to, uh, to, to Brian um, earlier, um, I'd give you, which is list them one of the same um, and say I started in April and after three months I got promoted to, to becoming a lead. That's an impressive achievement. I mean, someone saw... <laughs> potential in you and decided to to bump you up pretty quick you know within 90 days you got bumped so that's that's really important to put that under one line because that gets lost in the cv i would shorten your bullets um i would do more summaries like it feels like you're listing out your job description rather than what naomi brought up which was your accomplishments and your successes in your role um and and can you scroll all the way down, please? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and any your additional skills, I would probably just format it different. Right, Naomi gave a great suggestion earlier of just you know putting it in two columns and kind of listing them there and 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 whatnot, and and make your first skills apply to the job you're going after, and make everything else complementary because everything in your skills here, like your NIST and risk management framework, is buried in the middle. But everything right there all tells me you're a knock or sock guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the thing. It's just heavy, so heavy in the knock space. Um, great experience. Why do you want yeah, to? Great experience. Why, why, yeah. why, 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 why do you want to? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he wants um, to interact so with in, more in people. my current role. In my current role, um, I'm having to do a whole lot more on um, the RMF side because. Um, we're trying to implement a lot of um, controls and I'm working with the compliance team. So I find it kind of interesting and I thought, okay, that would be a good one to get into as well. Yeah, yeah he's trying to get cross domain, lots of different things, so. And, yeah. and that's great, you should do that. One yeah. thing I will tell you, Tayo, is as you're looking at jobs, look at companies that have fusion centers because that'll be a good entry for you to go into a knock role so you can get your foot in the door mm -hmm. with a knock sock role, work kind of between the knock and sock integration which is i think fusion centers are going to end up being kind of what everyone has um once we end covid and go back to you know normal um people will be combining we're, we're starting to see that more and more now as well um going into fusion centers and then from there going to the um auditing and grc side will might be an easier approach to the role you want it might take you a little bit longer but it might put you in the right position can you transition inside of NIH? Okay. Um, yeah, yes. I'm looking at that actually because um, there's a lot of openings in, and it's quite easy to to transit. So, but I'll try to look at you know rejigging yeah. my CV to make it look more like okay, have a bit of understanding on the RMF side. So, and that's what so um, Tayo, I think. What James talked about is, I mean, spot on and definitely look internally first because that that transition is so easy for you. I think, you know, if they, they you're already there, you're doing a great job, um, clearly because they promoted you after three months. Um, and so transitioning into another role that they have is going to be very, very, to me, uh, an easier transition for you since they have a bunch of openings. Um, if you put up there, kind of relate some experience that you have to uh, some projects that you've worked on related to what they have posted. So you can look at their job descriptions again. And someone kept asking about the job, um, the site. I don't know if it was the resume site or ask a manager, uh, but it's ask a manager and it's jobscan.io, jobscan.io. So if you take, um, you know, whatever job description is happening at the NIH that you're interested in and then put your resume in next to it and you start to see what's there, if you don't have that experience, go get some of it, create some home lab related, you know, work on that stuff and then put it on your resume. Because this, this to me, I mean, the experience yeah. is great. You just got to crunch the resume down, I, you know, and um, everything that James, I mean, I, I don't have anything else to add. I think yeah. it's really- no, I think uh, Tyler, yeah. I think you have great skills. Great skills. Um, I would just make it less busy. Okay. 
um, reduce your okay. bullet points, make it more about your accomplishments. Yeah. You've accomplished a lot just by reading between the lines, but we're reviewing your resume with the option to give you that feedback. But I'll be honest with you. I'm sometimes the guy who's selling you shoes, but I walk barefoot. Meaning when I, when I need to fill a role and I'm looking at CVs, Sometimes I'm not as thorough and I don't read between the lines because I've got, you know, 30, 40 CVs I've got to look through. I've got half an hour to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I got to send them to HR or I got to sit with the hiring manager who's, who's going to be the direct manager of the person we're looking to hire. And we're going over them together. And it's, you know, max 20 seconds. Right. Because we, we look it over, we create a list of no's and a list of yeses. And then on the list of yeses that we want to interview, we start to go through that. So this is really busy. And I'll be honest with you, if I saw that on my desk, I'd probably move on. But you have so many skills on there yeah. um, that if you just designed it a little bit different, you you kind of reduced your bullets from job description to accomplishments and you improved your summary, make your summary. I don't think people understand how important your summary is. It's the one thing we will read. It's the first thing at the top. If you think about anything you do, it's the very first thing at the top of top of a document, your resume after your name, your LinkedIn profile, boom, your summary. So it's very important up there. Yeah. I think your summary and and, and having that highlight who you are in your own words is critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. one thing for a GRC role, you want to be really particular and be detail oriented. So we did notice a couple of typos. Uh, and if it's the first thing that the person would see and you misspelled something, and I know it's probably just accidental, I get it. It happens, but be really particular, especially for GRC roles. You're, you're going against former accountants sometimes. And you know, those, those people are going to be really detailed, right? So you got to be real careful about what you put on here. I noticed a couple of dates were backwards. Like I noticed, uh, yeah, your start date before your after your end date or something like that. It was uh, down here. So just go. Oh, really? Yeah, that, and that's just by skimming it. So those kind of things pop out to somebody who is looking for someone more detail oriented. And if you don't catch it, then I'm like, well, how are they going to catch mistakes during the job? So you want to be careful there. Yeah, the one thing. The one thing is um, um, spelling, punctuation. Mm-hmm. And attention to detail. Yeah, I mean, I would, you know, have 10 people look at your CV before you send it the first time, literally, and that's okay. Here it is. Yeah. October before April. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. So those are the kind of details I'm talking about. GRC is very, very, it's important to have those details. You cannot make mistakes. Okay. That was supposed to be 2020. April 2020. So I figured it was something like but, that. But um, you're right. But yeah. Uh huh. Any questions? Well, thank you guys. Um, I'll, I'll, no, really. I mean, I think you've been very helpful. You gave a comprehensive review, and um, I've taken everything you guys said, and I'll try to make it better. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, uh, Samuel. So, a couple comments here as we, because some people are making some comments. Around- I use this all the time. Grammarly is helpful for checking spellings and punctuation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fan of Just please pay for it and don't do the free version where they collect all your data. <laughs> like every uh, other SaaS service. Brandon says, need to be clear on what job you're seeking and how your skill set relates to the job you're applying for. Brandon's been on point this entire he has been. 94 minutes we've been on. He has been on point. So, uh, you know, those are the ones, some of the ones, 
most recently that I think were related to to you, Kaya. So, Kaya, sorry. And uh, Evanir has a really cool yeah. question. I don't know if you see that. Um, should the skill section be at the beginning or end of the of a uh, resume? Yes. I think that's a, yeah. It depends. So if you have experience, so again, experience is the cake. If you have experience, that's the most important thing. If you don't have experience and you're a student or you're bringing in other things, then yes, you want to put some skills up there. But the skills that you add need to be the skills that are related to the job. So if it's, you know, um, you know how to use Wireshark or whatever, <laughs> some tool, you know, then that that should be at the top. Um, but if you're doing that in your day to day job, you don't need to list that up there. Um, the skills section is kind of it's like a bonus section. It's another area when 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 we look at from a recruiting standpoint, looking at experienced hires and even junior hires skills, I literally jump into the experience. I don't look at skills. I look at if it's a degree thing, it's like, OK, do they have it? They have a degree. If there's a degree requirement when, where the degree needs to be like a STEM degree, I'll look at that, like confirm, okay, like, okay, so if I'm looking at a job and I know this job, you need to have a STEM degree, you need to have, you know, a certification or whatever, then I'll look for those specific things. But other than that, I'm just looking at experience. Brandon. Having a skill section will help you get past those applicant tracking systems. So that's where I put the keywords to match the job description. It's and a those, game. It's in a game. So it's totally a game. Um, Tayo, any other questions before we have you drop? Nah, pretty much you covered everything. So thank you guys. Okay, awesome. Thank you. I think we have one more. Do we? I think so. No, that's it. Oh, we don't have any more? Oh, Sri Do you see somebody else? Anybody else here? Yeah, it's a wrap. All right. Catch them later. I have to use the bathroom. We got to go. No, it's not that we've got to go. It's we've, you know. James, you look like you got to go. I don't, you know. I've got a lot on my mind today. I've got a lot on my mind. Something that's that's keeping my mind running is <laughs> something I read last night that now has me like tripping over it. You know that they want to give you COVID passports to travel. I didn't hear about yeah, that. I, I heard it, it was coming, but I didn't hear about that. Yeah, one. COVID passports to travel, and you're supposed to trust foreign government with foreign governments with your personal health information. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> guess I'll be in the United States. Yeah, g- guess guess I'm being. I guess I'm staying in America <laughs> um, for the time being. That's insane. Well, folks, it has been amazing. We're at an hour and 38 minutes. Woo-hoo, woo. We're going to do this next week, right? Resume week? We're going to do another resume week. Um, And, you know, depending on timing and stuff like that, we'll do how many? I mean, it it really depends on you guys. But I am relatively flexible to do stuff. I just can't believe this reference as a service thing. That's nuts. That they're doing references as a service. Um, but yeah. I love it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. There's some awesome comments in here um, that I think we'll get together and probably each of us will go through some of them. And um, it was, it was, 
Kokomasu, who said that he may have missed his turn, but he wasn't in here, so you're not here. So we're gonna. No, he wasn't part of the list. Oh, you're not part of the list. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Well, this was fun. I think we just gave you a day. Thank you, James. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you, Naomi, yeah. for putting this together. Oh, You're man, unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, well, let's get those people jobs. Let's fill those gaps. Let's oh, get yeah. 10 people jobs. Yeah. InfoSec hires. hires. Hashtag InfoSec hires, folks. That's what we're doing. Um, and free Hong Kong. <laughs> Seriously, free Hong Kong. That's where, that's where my parent get, parents emigrated from. Yeah. Free Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. They've, they've actually tried Hong Kong citizens this week in mainland China. No. Yep. And jailed four journalists out of Hong Kong yeah. in mainland yeah. China. Yeah. So, I saw that. So free they're Hong not even Kong. hiding it anymore. It's no, they're not. That, that goes against all international norms and regulation, oh, yeah. even the 99 agreement. So yeah. what are we going to do? Sanction them? It didn't even work. Their GDP grew 4% this year. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. You got to yeah, remember, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. I, I will say this: allegedly. Charity and I did uh, did a podcast last week. I don't know if you caught it on Christmas Day. We did a podcast where we talked about China because Charity um, runs the China research piece, um, talking about attribution and how China operates in cyberspace. Really, really cool podcast. You can see it. Are uh, we still I, saying it's Russia, though? I know you don't think it's Russia. I don't think it's Russia, and and I lay out on that podcast. I lay out Christmas Day. Christmas we Day. We did it on podcast. Christmas Day. Um, it's on my YouTube channel. It's also on my LinkedIn page at CyberHub Podcast. They're going to find you, James. It's pinned at the top. They're gonna they're, get you. They've been trying to get at me. I've had COVID twice. I've had the bird flu. I've had H1N1. They can keep coming at me, son. <laughs> not going free down. Kong. Not going down. Free Someone people. Has- people deserve to be free, and we can't ignore it. And they're using technology, and we're cybersecurity people. That is part of our social mission is to ensure that people are able to be free everywhere in the world and not just in this country. Agreed. Chase wants to know, will this live stream be available for to rewatch? Yes, it yes. is. It is on YouTube. It will be on my, you know, all the channels at wherever you found it, that's where it will be. So it's on, I think, um, James shared, Naomi shared, I shared, and it's on YouTube too. So, on YouTube forever. And thanks to all the guests for yeah, for thank you for everyone that was brave enough to get it yeah, out. That was great for sure. Thank you, everyone. This is awesome. All right, folks, have a good one. All right, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye.